is preeminently the time to speak the truth, the whole truth, frankly and boldly. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Amari Global is the first ever revolutionary mental wellness company focusing on the gut-brain connection for adults and children. Amari's holistic products are designed to optimize performance, positivity, and motivation. The products are made with ancient natural wisdom combined by modern science that supports mood, focus, stress resilience, and whole body wellness. Whether you're an Olympic athlete or a stressed out parent, Amari Global's scientific approach is designed to meet you where you are and empower you to be the best version of yourself. Welcome back to AutismRadio.org, home of the world's first autism support radio network and proud 501c3 charitable organization, helping families challenged with autism every day get services they desperately need. Please help us make a difference in the autism community and find it in your heart to support one in 88 families in America today. Donate directly at AutismDonation.org. Now, stay tuned for a special broadcast of Hope Saves the Day with autism activist, super dad and author of The Spectrum Diet, Master Chef and the Hope Man himself, your host, Paul Simmons. As always, it's great to be back in another edition of Hope Saves the Day. On today's show, we're going to discuss a few topics about getting ready for the holidays. As we know, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Um, before we get started on that, I just want to give a shout out to a good friend of mine. Um, those of you looking for a haircut for your child with special needs or just a haircut in general, especially if you're a male, um, give some of the best haircuts around. It's DeMarco's, which is located in Route 15 in Jefferson, New Jersey, uh, does an incredible job and schedules all kinds of appointments at any time that's convenient for you, which is a rarity today because I know years ago I used to go to those great clips or other kind of hairstyling facilities that cut your hair. And let me tell you, DeMarco's is the best. Uh, Pete DeMarco, who owns and operates the barbershop himself, um, makes appointments at all times of the day that's convenient for you. He's amazing, really goes out of his way for so many people. Um, But I think the biggest thing for me is that if you have an autistic child, he'll literally schedule a time for you to come in um, and give you plenty of time for that child. Uh, just amazing. And again, I just wanted to give him a huge shout out, uh, to him and his family. Again, he's a very family oriented guy, local guy here in town. So if you're listening here on WNNJ 103.7 FM radio, um, check out DeMarco's Barbershop today. So around the holidays, when we look, autism-friendly holidays, right? So we always try to review some different things. As we know, Thanksgiving is all about our food, our family, fun, and of course, football, many of us. Um, But again, giving a lot of thanks, I think it's important to make sure we always give thanks each and every day, but especially on Thanksgiving, because we have a lot to be thankful for each and every day. And especially this year, uh, we've been through so much in the last couple of years with the COVID and pandemic and all that. 
you know, and a lot of people lost a lot of loved ones, and it can be a hard time for many people out there for sure. I think it's important, though, that we do focus on some gratitude um, around the holidays because it is one of those things that sometimes gets, you know, we get so caught up in the holidays, but just honestly, just being thankful to get together with loved ones uh, because when, you know, many of us, Maybe we only get together with our loved ones once or twice a year, if that, uh, because many family members might be very busy or they live far away uh, and they make a trip to get together for the holidays. So it is a very special time, and I always treasure that day very, very much to spend time with my family and whom I love and care about. So anyway, when you talk about the preparation is really critical, uh, again, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, you don't want to spring this on your child. You want to let your child know the holiday's coming up. Try to explain what will happen, the process. Uh, you can even, some people use picture books, and they'll show your child pictures of family members who will be even attending, um, especially, like I said, if there's a distant relative that your child may not know very well. And you can talk about, you know, kind of a behavior that you might expect. Uh, obviously, if your child's on the spectrum, uh, has a better an understanding of what to expect for the day can actually have a better outcome and holiday for their child. Um, again, you just the more prepared you are, the better and easier the transition can be. So, and it also depends on your child as well, right? Every child's different. When we talk about autism, you meet one child with autism, you meet one child with autism, or one individual with autism, you meet one individual with autism. So, again, you know, you want to try to prepare. Your family also for the child, right? Most families know fairly well, depending on how old your child is, obviously. Um, me personally, my son is now 19. Uh, my family is very, very well aware um, of his triggers or, or potential meltdowns or issues, and they tend to be very, very supportive, um, you know, for the most part. Um, it's, it's interesting because some family members are over the years, depending on who they are, they're understanding, but they're not understanding. Um, there's been times where my son has made a lot of noise and maybe, you know, clapped his hands frequently over and over. Uh, and in someone that may not be used to that type of behavior gets a little bit, they get a little upset. And I've had that happen with family members, which were surprising to me. And again, I don't want to say who they are, but there's been some surprising behaviors by some of our family members. And you say to yourself, like, they only have to deal with this for like a day or two, you know, if that, or sometimes it's even just for a couple of hours. Meanwhile, we, the parents, are dealing with this every day. And you build up, obviously, a tolerance to a point, of course, depending on what that behavior is, if it's an annoying behavior, like if you have a child who just keeps clapping their hands consistently over and over again for hours of a day, you know, that can, that can kind of drive you crazy, right? Let's be honest. Um, so obviously when you visit a, a family or relative and maybe you see them, like I said, a couple times a year and they get upset over that, it's kind of hurtful for you. And I don't know if anybody out there listening right now can relate to this or has had this happen to you at a family function where a family member gets mad at the child or gets mad at you because you didn't intervene or something, supposedly. But most of my family 
allow us to be comfortable and not have to like try to monitor him the whole time we're there because it's not enjoyable. As you know, if you're constantly on high guard and you know, on top of your child, the whole time you're there, you're not really enjoying your family or the experience. So it's just something that in that a lot of times I don't think we talk about this topic very much, but I figured it's a perfect time to, I think, just think about that when you get ready to go to someone's house, especially if it's not your own. Um, you know, a lot of times I'm lucky enough I go to my own either mother's house, father's house, you know, or, or my mother-in-law's house and have it with them. Most of them are all set up already for him to come to the house, right? And there's a more understanding there, and it's a, there's a more level of comfort. Um, I think myself personally is able to relax a little bit more knowing, you know, we can kind of let her hair down a little bit, and I don't have to worry about him, like, destroying something or doing something that uh, can cause a problem. So, you know, like my mother, for instance, as an example, those of you that know Jonathan loves liquid soap and is obsessed with it. There's a major obsessive compulsive disorder when it comes to liquid soap that he'll obsessively empty the soap as much as until it's all gone in multiple ways he'll be doing it, whether it's on his hands continuously or putting it on the table or putting it on the floor and playing with it. Um, it obviously, is an extremely annoying, messy behavior that we've had to put up for many, many years now. Uh, the worst things is when you start getting into the expensive shampoos or conditioners or stuff like that, where, you know, some of my daughter has bought some very high-end, you know, brand name type products that ladies use to do their hairs and wash their hairs. And, uh, you know, he's dumped it out like it's nothing, you know, and played with it. And it is a very, becomes a very expensive mess, basically. Um, so anyway, it's something to think about. So obviously you want to give your, whoever you're visiting kind of a heads up if there's anything like that to be aware of that, you know, you might want to put away your soaps or you might want to do this or, you know, you try to give them some kind of an idea, um, to basically prepare the house. Right. Um, so again, I think it's important to have that communication with your whoever you're visiting. Obviously, some homes are easier, and a lot of families would rather have it in their own home because it's easier because the child's very comfortable and has their own surroundings and everything, and it makes it much easier. Um, I think one thing for us, too, is my son loves his dogs, but he doesn't love other people's dogs, and he gets very nervous and afraid. So obviously, if we're visiting someone like an aunt or uncle who has a dog, um, you know, it's always been like a problem. It takes him a while before he'll even get into the house, uh, as an example. So again, you want to just prepare yourself and prepare your family members to help make that transition as easy as possible. Um, and again, you know, knowing your child's needs and stuff like that is important, obviously, because every child's going to be a little different. But again, you want to talk about your child's strengths and let the family know that, you know, your child is more, um, certain things that they may do and share ways, you know, that your family can positively, obviously interact with your, your child as well. So I think the biggest thing, you know, people that travel for the holidays for Thanksgiving travel, um, you want to really be careful because it could be chaotic. I mean, obviously if you have a flight on a plane, um, or a long car ride, you know, you want to really try to 
almost like I know some airports and some airlines actually do uh, a mock service where they'll role play what is like getting in an airplane and, airplane and going through security checks. And, uh, you know, you want to make sure before you go, you have a very clear itinerary so you know exactly where the time gaps might be and you can be prepared to push through it, uh, depending, again, and only you as a parent know your child best. So you want to prepare yourself as best as possible for that. Uh, very hard to just wing it, but I would I must say most parents, not all, most parents are very good at planning uh, their travels in general. Um, but I think most important thing about to remember is really try to let your child enjoy Thanksgiving, but also you as parents enjoy your Thanksgiving. Um, and then you can also bring some foods, like if again, if your child might have some sensory food issues, you know, bring some items with you that your child likes, uh, and make sure you know just to tell your guests that you know, obviously it's nothing personal to them because you know people get insulted, right? They cook a big Thanksgiving meal, and you know your child's not eating it, and they may get insulted. So you know, make sure you kind of touch base with them ahead of time to let them know, and. Um, you know, want to make sure your child's dressed comfortably. I know some people wear like the holiday attire, um, but they may not want to wear that kind of clothes. Maybe the collars bother them or, you know, actual like shoes, depending on what they, they wear, right? Um, so it all it all depends. And then, you know, sometimes your child may just want to sit in a recliner and, and listen to music. And, you know, you want to try to allow them to do whatever it is that works for them and keeps them happy and calm for the day. So, and again, just make sure you're keeping your expectations reasonably based on your child's needs. And of course, they don't have to participate, obviously, in every kind of activity. So, and again, just be prepared for the day. I know a big thing that we always do, uh, the iPad is a big tool. We make sure we charge it up, uh, pack a pair of headphones. Um, of course, again, if your child has um, you know any food sensitivity or food Issues you want to bring, you know, your own food and drink and stuff like that, where your child can have some stuff. Um, I mean, for us, we're lucky. My son pretty much has eaten everything. There's very few items that he doesn't like. He eats just about everything. Um, he has a very vari- variable palate, so it's very good. So it's always been a good thing. Um, but again, you want to make sure you're keeping the routine as much as possible. Um, is really important. So the one thing you want to do too is like three tips for managing uh, sensory overload for the holidays is to arrive a little early to celebrate and don't give your child time to acclimate, obviously before the house fills up with guests. And you don't want to force your child to meet or greet people. Uh, If there is someone special you want your child to meet, explain the significance, but let your child consent to the interaction, right? Uh, and then if you could let your child with autism explore, you know, obviously the, the food or the buffet or whatever you want to call it, or the other guests, and they can let them, you know, test the unknown foods in a calmer environment, possibly some children are sensitive to smells and textures of a lot of the Thanksgiving dishes, which can be putting off for uh, many children with sensory issues. So you want to make sure you tell your child that you have food, um, you know, they'll eat if they can't find anything that they like on the table. And then you want to set your child at at the end of the table because obviously not being squished between two people can be very overwhelming as no, the Thanksgiving table can get very crowded. Um, So I think this is also helpful as well. And of course, praise any good behavior. Uh, 
always, I'm a big advocate of positive reinforcement, very encouraging, uh, making sure you're telling your child you're doing a lot of things correctly, right? Uh, and trying to eliminate as much negative, um, you know, vocabulary from your, from your, basically your words and, um, and even your negative actions as well. Uh, because it does, you know, your children do know, even if they're not verbal or not speaking, they know if you're upset, they know very much. So they know the tone of your voice. And, uh, so you want to make sure, you know, like any child, you're treating them well with a lot of positivity and, you know, your child's going to crave, you know, obviously approval. So it's important. But then again, just make sure you relax and enjoy your autism-friendly Thanksgiving. And just really try to give yourself a break. Um, and again, you don't need to cook every item on the table yourself. You can, If you're inviting people over, even have a, hot, a potluck dinner, you know, and ask for help with a do list, to-do list. And remember, the most important thing is to enjoy your family tie, time and be thankful for your blessings. Your Thanksgiving doesn't have to resemble, obviously, a Hallmark movie, but obviously having some Thanksgiving traditions of your own to have holiday memories for your family. And sometimes you just have to go with the flow and make the best of things. So hopefully that helps you have a great Thanksgiving, everyone. Um, it's very important. A um, couple of little things I just want to discuss before we go today on our program, real important, on April the 29th, coming up in 2023, we're going to be having a comedy show uh, with Jeff Norris and some other comedians uh, as well. We're going to be putting together a list of comedians very shortly, uh, so we just want you to save the date on that. So I just wanted to put that out there for you. And also, don't forget, coming up in the month of November is Giving Tuesday. This is a great time to really dig deep and help out AutismRadio.org as we've been dedicated to serve families for many, many years now. And we need your help. We can't do it without your support and help to help others. So please allow us to begin to continue to help others in need. Very important message. Because right now we're starting the Hope for the Holidays. We have several families lined up that we're going to be coming to their home near you to bring gifts and joy for the whole family. So we can't do it without your support and your donations today. So be sure to help us out and make sure you give a donation. Now's a great time at the end of the year to make an, even a small amount. Every dollar counts, folks. It doesn't have to be a lot of money. If we get a couple hundred people and everybody gives a dollar, that's a lot of money. We could do a lot of good with that. So just remember, every dollar almost goes back to a family in need because we're a 100% volunteer organization, which separates us from many others out there today. So, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, walking into uh, to my work. You know, when we look at our, our children grow up right before our eyes, you know, and years after years, you know, I was just mentioning about holidays, and holidays can be tough, right? Sometimes we, we really focus too much on, you know, dreading the holidays because we don't have that typical holiday experience, right? You know, our son or our daughter is not asking for a list of presents or gifts from Santa. So you lose of that experience. I mean, my wife and I have always tried to do the best we can, but I got to be honest, sometimes it hurts, folks. Sometimes that does hurt because... We feel we were, 
maybe cheated at times, you know, out of that experience of like some normalcy, you know, and, and I don't feel sorry for myself. I don't, and I don't want anybody to feel sorry for us either, but a lot of you out there have been going through this for many, many years and you get it. You get what I'm talking about. It's that you don't get to have those enjoyments, those milestones in the life that you would normally expect. Because when you think about it in our lives, everything is predetermined in our minds, right? So we always have a picture of how we want our lives to go when you think about it, right? We first step we take, we want to get maybe graduate college and have that great job, right? Well, maybe we don't graduate college and something goes wrong and you don't get that great job that you want, but you get a job, but it might not be the job you want and you're not happy, right? And then you go through another cycle, right? And then you say, okay, well, I want to find love. I want to find, I want to get married one day. Then you get married and then the marriage doesn't work out. And then you say to yourself, my life is a mess. And it's very easy to go down that path, right? And you would think it would. But let me tell you this. Life is just life at the end of the day. And those are life experiences, whether they're good or bad. And sometimes you have to go through the tough times to get to the good. And I can explain this. Sorry. I think, you know, I look back at my son. there's, There's many moments where... I start getting a little maybe upset or a little sad of certain situations that I missed out on. Like, you know, when I see my other friend's sons maybe getting a college scholarship for soccer or, or baseball or something, and you say to yourself, wow, I didn't, I didn't get to do that. I didn't get to do that with my son. I missed out on that. You know, but there's a lot of cool things I do get to do with my son that I probably wouldn't get to do now if he was neurotypical. I actually spend a tremendous amount of time with him, and I love every single moment. I literally love every moment I get to spend with him. I don't get enough time, work a lot of hours, like many of us. Spend a lot more time away from home than you do at home. But let me tell you, those time spent is quality time. And there's a love and connection there that I can't explain that is just unsurpassed because I think... When you have someone who's non-speaking, a lot of the emotion is felt. You feel that emotion. You feel that love connection through his hugs or his touch or whatever that is that you can't put in words. You can't explain it. And it's amazing. It's an incredible feeling that fills your heart with so much love that you can't put a price on. And, you know, I look back and, and... you know, everybody asked me, like, if you had to, had to have a do-over, would you do it all over? I, I don't think I would. And I know that sounds strange to a lot of people, right? Yes, would I love my son to speak? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I have to say, the relationship I have with him is very special. And most of you not all of you, get what I'm talking about. And I don't expect everybody to agree with me. But the relationship I have is very different 
than anybody else's. The closeness, because the care level is there. And I am his caregiver, which is a scary thing. And I spoke about this on another program, not to bring everybody down now, right? But when we talk about the journey, as we get older, you know, we, we have to find someone to take care of our child. And that's always a scary thought, but I'm not, I'm not trying to go to that area. But I think it gives you a purpose, too. Um, it can be tiring at times. Absolutely, yes. I agree. But it does give you purpose. When you might have a bad day, you come home, you're there with your child, and you feel that love, that unconditional love for you is amazing when you have that bond because I do believe and maybe I'm a <clears throat> very uh, I don't know romantic or I don't know what you want to call it but kind of mushy you know um, but I believe love conquers all I do believe that um, when you have love like that it nothing can go wrong no matter what it's a matter of what is going on or wrong in your life. If you have love, it just conquers everything. It makes all the hurt and the bad go away. So I just want to leave everybody with that sentiment as we obviously going into the holidays. It's the word is love. Remember to love each other, but also remember to love yourself. Give yourself a break. Make sure you self-care yourself. I know I talk about this a lot. <clears throat> A lot of you watch some of my videos I do occasionally on Instagram. Uh, so if you're following on me on Instagram, I appreciate that. And if you're not, follow me on Instagram. It's the Autism Radio Official. And that's the real Autism Radio page. And I always try to put out a positive message to just make you think differently, right? It's thinking outside the box. Life is life, like I said. But it's how you attack life and how you process your thoughts makes all the world of difference in everything you do. Because you could have one person that has everything you would think they have, right? You look at them, you say, you're jealous. They have a great car, a great house, great job, make a lot of money, take a lot of trips. And you become envious, right? But they don't have love in their life. You find out they have a shallow home. Meanwhile, you may have not a pot to pee in, but you have love in your house. And you know what? I would take that any day of the week over any financial materialistic things in the world because money can't buy you love. Remember that. When I leave you with that sentiment, I want to wish everybody out there a happy Thanksgiving. May you be blessed with many gifts and enjoyment in your lives as we celebrate these holidays together. Again, I love you all and thank you so much for your support over all these years of listening to Hope Saves a Day and Autism Radio. You are truly the wind beneath my wings that keep me going. So thank you for that. Like always, I wish everybody to stay healthy, happy, and have a wonderful Thanksgiving.
But remember, until next time, everybody, hope saves the day. Be well, everyone. Hi, I'm Elissa Pizel. I work with Amari Global. I am proud to announce that we have partnered with the Autism Radio family, a cause that is near and dear to my heart. Continue to tune in to Hope Saves a Day every week on autismradio.org. And when you're snapping up your Amari products, don't forget to add promo code AUTISMRADIO to receive $10 off your first purchase. Every time I see your smile, I wonder what you feel Every time you laugh or cry, I wonder if it's real You seem trapped inside, please help me understand What is your world like, I want to feel your love I want to know what it's like, to laugh and play Imagine I thought that you cannot feel a tear trapped inside Imagine a sound that you cannot make No matter how hard you try I want you to know how I'm feeling I want you to know how it feels to be me I wish you could look into my world And see how I see Hold my hand and remind me To hold on to hope each day Let this song be my voice And remember hope saves the day Show you what I see, what kind of life will I have? What's in store for me? Don't be afraid, just love and hold me. I can be all that I can be. With your love, I can do anything. With your love, I can see the world. Like rays of light shine upon me Inside of me Then you are by my side I will love you To the end of time Hold my hand and remind me To hold on to song be my voice and remember hope saves the day